Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hey, what's up? This is Stevie from Drying Pool, and you are checking out Talking Metal. Grab a drink. Crank up the volume. Embrace the power and embrace the glory. Because it's time to rock hard. Coming to you in its pure, uncut, and potent form, this is the Talking Metal Podcast. John, talking metal. I am hanging out with Mark Striegel at the Circus Bar in New York City. We got some ACDC on the jukebox. Yes, we we do, definitely. A little back and black. This song, man, I, I, I loved it when I was in sixth grade. I still love it, but I've heard it so many times that sometimes it's a little hard to listen to. As, as great as I know, you know, as, I know that it's great is what I'm trying to say, but it's just sometimes a little tough. By the way, Brian Johnson and Cliff Williams, I believe, are going to be at BB King's doing a tribute to John Entwistle, which a bunch of other people coming up. We got to hook up with those guys. Oh yeah, that'd be great. The great John Entwistle, whose bass, of course, hangs in the rainbow on the Sunset Strip out there in Hollywood. But what a great record, "Back in Black" by AC/DC. So many great songs, and nothing against the title track. It's just if I had to listen to a song off of that record. I'd probably pick uh, a different song, you know, shoot, shoot the thrill, rock and roll ain't noise pollution, giving the dog a bone, something like that. But anyways, uh, back in action, I just finally moved into my new place about 18 miles from New York City after having a horrendous commute from central Jersey every day. So uh, my first night out, we moved in uh, yesterday. John and I are hanging here. We're going to head down in a little bit to see the Minx play downtown at Pianos. The Minx, of course, is my wife's band. We got some letters. We got a cool interview coming up. And we are just hanging, having a couple beers, doing a Talking Metal Toast. Check it out. I am drinking beer 
But I'm also drinking vodka and soda. It's my new diet drink. I'm drinking some Newcastle brown ale. I got a letter, by the way. It says, hey, guys, I really love your podcast. I just recently discovered it this summer while I was looking for some new shit to listen to while slacking off at work. I love the interviews and the tracks you've played. I've been turned on to a lot of new artists by you guys. I am a huge fan of everything metal, all genres, all eras, all regions, you name it. I love it. However, I've always been a huge fan of industrial scene, of the industrial scene, since I was a kid. Dark electronica, goth rock, etc. Therefore, my absolute favorite music is industrial metal. A a relatively small but kick-ass footnote in the greater scheme of heavy metal. In Sam Dunn's Metal, A Headbanger's Journey, he lists Godflesh, Nine Inch Nails, Ministry, White Zombie, Marilyn Manson, Static X, and Fear Factory as industrial metal, but never talks about their influence or significance in the film. Uh, Anyways, he goes on, he just basically says he wants to know what's going on with industrial metal. Is his all-time favorite genre dying out is the basic... um, just of this email he says that Marilyn Manson's latest album is a far cry from anything he would call metal uh, I, I listen I, I, I would answer your question with saying this is from Garrett by the way thanks for the letter Garrett uh, and he, Garrett goes on I, I, we don't have time to read the whole thing but Garrett I, I, you're basically wondering if industrial metal is dying I don't think any type of music especially metal ever really dies what happens is it goes a little further underground, and I would say that industrial metal, you know, is probably not quite as popular as it used to be. And I can I can say that I remember seeing Ministry sell out Roseland here in New York City back in probably like ninety five ninety six on the Filth Pig tour, amazing show by the way. And uh, Roseland holds like maybe three four thousand people. Their last time through, they sold out once again, but they played a much smaller venue. BB Kings, and that was probably within the last year. Um, so there you go. I, it's like Spinal Tap says: the uh, the audience is just getting more refined, right? Absolutely, more selective, more refined. You know, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Do you know that Ian Faith, I think, lives in Hoboken? By the way, no, I did not know that. Did not know. That. And by the way, um, as far as the new Manson goes, yeah, it is a far cry from. You know, uh, Antichrist Superstar, it doesn't have any really industrial flavor about it whatsoever, in my opinion. I think it's a brilliant rock record. And a lot of people I've heard trash in the record. I think it is great. I mean, I think fans of bands like Franz Ferdinand could enjoy the new Marilyn Manson. But I also think the old school Manson fans like myself will enjoy this record. It almost reminds me of, like, Iggy Pop at times. It's a real rock record. And I, uh, I say that in in uh, in all sincerity, it's it's a great record. I love all the different genres and eras of Marilyn Manson. So thanks for the letter, man. I got one here. This one is from Gus, and he's from Sweden. It says hello, Gus here from Sweden. Don't know if you check this email when you are live, but anyway, thanks for a great show. And he's talking about our live show. And thanks for your nice version of Calling Dr. Love. Awesome. I really hope you will make it available for us to download. About the parents from Sweden that wanted to name their baby Metallica, 
the government approved the name later, so now the baby's name is Metallica. Rock on, Gus. Yeah, when I originally read your email, Gus, I, I was thinking, what version of Calling Dr. Love? And then I realized that that's the version that Bumblefoot played guitar on and Mark and I sang on. And Bumblefoot sang, sang too. Right. And I actually haven't listened back to it yet. I hope it was okay. You know, when you're doing it and you're, you know, Bumblefoot, of course, was not drinking, but uh, I was slightly under the influence. And uh, it always sounds great at the time, but uh, have not listened back to it yet. I, I listened back to it once on the live stream on TalkingMetalLive.com. You guys should check that out. It sounds... Uh, pretty good man it sounds pretty good and you know you're always your own worst critic so uh i'll, I'll say that it sounds pretty good nothing to be too embarrassed by few uh, bum notes by by my vocals on the uh, faith no more song but um cue ball sounds amazing on that uh but that was a lot of fun and a uh, big shout out to cue ball and bumblefoot two decent dudes we like those guys here's an uh oh you got some yeah i wanted to mention that bumblefoot invited me to a party over the weekend, Memorial Day weekend, and he was going to come and pick me up and everything. But believe it or not, I was actually up in the Bronx, closer to the party than either of us were in Jersey. Yet, believe it or not, there was no way to get to the party via public transportation from the area that I was at. So I missed it, unfortunately. But it was cool, and um, Bumblefoot is now on his way to Mexico to play with Guns N' Roses. As of today. Yeah, and today, by the way, is Thursday, May, what, 31st? Yes. Yeah, so by the time you hear this, it'll probably be Monday, and uh, the show in Mexico will have happened. Maybe Bert Gabriel will check in with a little update on the show. Who knows? I don't know if we're going to do that or not. We'll see, though. And, um, yeah, looking forward to hearing some Guns N' Roses news. It's been rather dry in the Guns N' Roses arena if you will lately but the mexico show is sold out the tickets are selling like crazy for all the upcoming guns and roses shows most of them i believe are actually sold out yeah i think it's going to be great those guys are going to go to mexico new zealand japan all over the place and i'm looking forward to seeing the band again hopefully they'll come back here to the u.s what are you eating there man sorry about that is we're always eating on talking metal Especially when it involves Guns N' Roses. I am eating peanuts. And you know what I had? I'm not even making this up. No bread for lunch today. I had pepper turkey. I was kind of a little um, having a good time, let's say, last night. And I stopped in a deli at like midnight. And I bought a whole thing of pepper turkey. And then I went home, forgot to put it in the refrigerator, went to sleep. And then I ate it today. So I may die later due to the fact that the meat may have went bad. Oh, you'll be all right, man. You'll be all right. Our friend Michelle Mahoney from uh, formerly of VH1 is coming down to talk some business with John and I. So we got to get this podcast out of the way so we can talk some official TM business. <laughs> That's great. TM. I love it. I was thinking we had to get a new mic cube that just says TM on it for talking metal. Could. Entertainment Tonight as the ET one. Yeah. Yeah. We got another. I was going to say. What do you think about Lindsay Lohan? I know it's not metal, but what do you think about her? I like the Lindsay Lohan gossip a little more than the Paris Hilton gossip. Uh, You know, whatever. You know, I I don't know. Did you see the photo of her, like, in the car, like, kind of, like, half-passed out? Yeah, it's great. That's great. (laughs) 
Nice stuff. Uh, all right, one more email here. Hey, what's up, Mark and John? My name is Alex. I'm from El Paso, Texas. I'm 20 years old. I like metal since I was a little kid. My first band that I ever heard was Van Halen. It blew me away since then I'm into metal. My favorite type is trash metal, but I'm always on the search for new bands. Doesn't matter the type as long as they rock and kick ass. My favorite bands are Slayer, Megadeth, Lamb of God, Arch Enemy, and Shadows Fall. All great bands, Alex. Anyways, this is my first time that I write to the podcast. It is awesome. You two are living every metalhead's dream. I've been listening since March thanks to a request I got on MySpace. Thanks to this podcast, I have been listening to the bands that I wasn't aware of, like Wolf. Now I am addicted to it. Another band that I checked out was In This Moment, and it was one of my favorites. Right now, and since you like to explore for new bands, too, check this one out. Mago de Oz is from Spain. Their stuff isn't that good, but their first album was really awesome. La Lindienda del El Mencia. You're killing me, dude, with these names. Finistria and Gaia. The other one is called Hellraiser. They are a band close to where I live. Their MySpace is myspace.com slash Hellraiser. Hellraiser. H-E-L-L-R-A-C-E-R. They haven't signed a record deal or anything, but they are really good and deserve recognition. Uh, and then he says, good luck. Keep up the great show. Thanks, dude. Appreciate that. All right. Well, we got a cool interview with Stevie from Drowning Pool coming up in just a few seconds here. What a great band. They're doing a lot of work for our troops overseas. They have toured Iraq and played all these crazy places uh, with the USO. Isn't that like what Bob Hope used to do back in the day? Yeah, it was like Raquel Welch. My dad has photos from when he was in the Air Force of uh, Raquel Welch doing one of those USO tours with Bob Hope. Very cool. So they're out there entertaining our troops over there, and we talk a lot about that in this uh, interview that Stevie and I did earlier today. Maybe let the bodies hit the floor about now, huh? Yeah, let's get right into that, and then the interview with Stevie from Drowning Pool. Support Drowning Pool, and check out their new single. It follow, We're going to play a little sound sample from it following the interview, and buy the new album when it comes out. Use the MySpace link in today's show notes to go be their friend. And uh, also check out the USO link, which is also a MySpace page, which we will link through today's show notes. This is Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. After the interview, you're going to hear the new single, Soldiers. Here it is.
go to the Talking Metal Podcast, and on the line, we have the bassist of Drowning Pool, Stevie Benton. How you doing, Stevie? Great, bro. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Where are you checking in from today? We are in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Excellent, excellent. So, you guys got a gig down there tonight? Yep, big rock show tonight. Excellent. You got a lot of stuff going on in the world of Drowning Pool right now. You got a new record coming out in, what, about a month? Uh, man, month and a half. July 24th, so, yeah, month and a half, maybe. Excellent. And this is the Full Circle record, and it is your first record with Ryan, right? Right. Cool. And how's that going? Ah, oh, going great, man. You know, having him in the band is, uh, it's, uh... It's a nice change, you know, from where we came from, you know, we're back with the more of a, a family vibe again, you know, a little circle of brothers, which is the way we like it. After after losing Dave, you know, it, it, we, we really, really never had that with, uh, with Gong, you know, it was just too much personality conflict too often. So to have Ryan now is just, it's quite a relief. We're all really, really happy. Now, how did the recording process go for the record? Go pretty smooth? You guys were writing together, or how did it work? Yeah, yeah, we were writing together. You know, we when we first got Ryan to uh, come down and start writing some tunes with us, you know, we were all really, really fired up to go in and record and make a record. But then a lot of opportunities came up, like for us to do these USO tours and go play for the troops and the golf and stuff like that. And, you know, that's something that we really wanted to do. We didn't want to say no to that. So that kind of put recording off, you know, a good six to eight months. But, you know, we think hopefully it's, it was for the best, you know, because we got to uh, try all these songs out live on on crowds every night, you know, to kind of kind of get more of a, a, a instant feedback on, you know, what was working with them songs and what was not. So we were able to, uh, hopefully that will that will come across in, in the recording. Cool. Well, I want to talk about the USO stuff. Uh, I know the first single off the new record is called Full Circle, or no, it's called Soldiers. The, the album, of course, is Full Circle. And was this inspired by these USO tours that you guys were doing? Yeah, we wrote it shortly after we'd gotten back from our first USO tour, you know. Um, we just had such an amazing time, you know, met so many people and were inspired by so many people and their stories over there. And, you know, they already, the military, I mean, had already really attached themselves to our song Bodies, whether it be training videos or just to get themselves pumped up to, you know, make it through their day out there, basically. But, um, you know, the song was never really written for that purpose, you know, it was just a song about being at a at a rock show. It had really nothing to do with, you know, the military or, you know, the troops or anything like that. So we wanted to write a song that was just more directly speaking to them, you know, no you know, there's no other way to interpret the song, you know, it's for the troops, it's about the troops. We just wanted to give them more of a, a, a direct attachment to the song, if you will. Absolutely. Now, up on your MySpace page, you actually have, I think, a video posted, which includes footage from that you guys got while you were over there, right? Right, right. Now, what is it like to go over... Watch that video and see how crazy those guys were over there at the 
rock show, man. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, what what was it like for you guys as a rock band who, you know, is probably not used to playing those types of places? I mean, maybe you are now because you've done it a number of times, but what like what were some of your initial feelings when you got over there? Um, well, initially, you know, we were pretty terrified because over there, I don't know if you know or not, there's no uh, alcohol allowed. Right. In that region. Well, that's enough to scare somebody. We were terrified that we were going to be playing in front of a completely sober crowd, which, you know, is something we weren't used to doing. You know, most concerts, you know, everybody's, you know, half lit by the time you go on stage. So we knew we had to really play well. Right. Because, you know, they were going to have all their senses about them. But uh, the thing that stands out the most about the shows is just the level of intensity and enthusiasm at these shows. I guess, you know, you're stationed over there for 15 months at a time with, you know, not a lot of things to be able to re to release all the tension you must feel from, you know, being on edge every day and, you know, your life basically on the line the whole time. So once the opportunity came for that release at, at the shows, it was just unbelievable. I wish I had some kind of gauge to be able to show people back home, you know, to, to who weren't there, just just the level of excitement at these shows, and it's just, it's impossible for me to do, to, to relay it to anyone else who wasn't there. Right, now how do you actually get involved with the USO and hook up with these gigs over there? Did, did they approach you, or was it... It was kind of weird because... We always wanted to do something like this, and but just could never find the means to do it. We didn't know how to pull this off. And the management we had at the time, I guess, didn't know, because we'd always ask them about it, and they could never make it happen. And then one day, we're doing a radio interview in our hometown with a local rock DJ, uh, Jesse, on the edge. And she had already put a trip together where she was going to go over with the band and the band was going to play and she was going to interview troops and send like that audio back to the station in Dallas to be played throughout the day. But at the last minute, whatever band it was she originally had lined up kind of got cold feet about the whole thing and going over there. So she just kind of spurred the moment, threw it at us and you know, it was like the opportunity we've been looking for, you know, so we, even though we had plans to record, we just couldn't say no. So, you know, we jumped on it right away, and now that we've established that connection with people in the military and the USO, you know, now we have that, that open line of communication where, you know, we can pretty much, they, they pretty much try, are trying to set it up so we can go at least once a year over there. I'm sure the guys and girls serving over there really appreciate it when you guys come over oh, yeah, and play yeah, for them. You know, we go over there with the idea to thank them and show them how much we appreciate them. And, and they're trying to tell us the same thing. And, you know, it's just like a big love fest. Very cool. And I know you have a lot of uh, stuff about this on your MySpace page, which is myspace.com slash drowningpool. So we suggest the Talking Metal listeners get over there and check that out. And uh, let's talk about, uh, get back to the record, Full Circle, again coming out in July. Uh, I was reading on one website, and I'm not sure if this is true, so let me ask you, was Nikki Six involved in this record? Yeah, we wrote a song with uh, him and DJ Ashba out there at their studio. Oh, cool. 
Yeah, I got them recorded out there. You know, I got to uh, sit there and do my bass tracks with the, for the song with Nicky Six sitting right next to me. You know, so it was a uh, it, it was just it was an awesome experience, man. Something I dreamt of since I was a kid. All right, now were you a big Motley Crue fan growing up? The biggest, huge, absolutely. You know, that Shout the Devil record when that came out. You know, I was just a kid, but. That, man, I loved everything about it. My parents hated it, so I loved that too. Yeah, that was the first show I ever, big rock show I ever saw was Motley Crue in Saxon in Chicago in 1984. That's awesome. Fun times, man, fun times. Well, listen, we, we, we just wanted to thank you for joining us on the Talking Metal podcast, and we really want all the... Yeah, we really want all the listeners to check you guys out. And I know you got petitions up there and stuff. What's the petition all about on your MySpace page? It's to um, it's to just bring awareness to the trouble that there seems to be about getting immediate health care to troops returning from serving overseas, you know? It's kind of in response to that whole Walter Reed scandal. I don't know if you saw him. Sure. On the news and stuff about just the the length of time that, that you know, people returning that need medical care are having to wait. I mean, we're talking six to eight months easy just for simple treatments that should be available, available to them at all times. Yeah, well, absolutely. It sounds like a great cause. You know, pretty much when we found out about it, I got pretty fired up and pissed off. So we thought maybe this petition could be like the most immediate thing we could do to bring attention to the issue. Absolutely, and it is an important issue. I mean, these guys are over there laying their life on the line for us. They deserve top care when they get back. Right. Cool. Well, once again, thank you so much for joining us on the Talking Metal Podcast.
Soldiers by Drowning Pool. Little Bon Jovi on the jukebox. Love this record, Slippery When Wet. The opening track, Let It Rock. Check it out. Little keyboard solo by, who is the keyboardist? David Bryan. It used to be David Rashbaum, but then it became David Bryan. There you go, the metal expert. Or, in Bon Jovi's case, the non-metal expert checking in. That was always the war in school. Were they metal or were they not metal? Back in the 80s. I know today no one would ever consider Bon Jovi metal, but back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. Back in the day, they were part of that whole heavy metal crew. I got a couple different David Bryan stories. Um, one of them was uh, our good friend Rob walked up to him once and he goes, How you doing, Rockstar? I was doing a Captain T gig down at CBGB's and he was in the audience. Wow, that's amazing. And so was uh, Tico Torres. Wow, the drummer. Remember he had that uh, clothing line for kids? It was on one of our shows. Incidentally, VH1's 40 Freakiest Concert Moments featuring the Talking Metal guys is going to be on June 6th. Watch it. Oh, cool, cool. Made me nervous having those guys in the audience. Yeah, man, but we got a MySpace page. It's myspace.com slash talkingmetal. Go to TalkingMetal.com. It's where you'll get all your Talking Metal pictures. Like when we talk about stuff on the show, like we're talking about Casey Chaos and Josh Homie from uh, Queens of the Stone Age. What you do is when you hear us talking about that, you just click over to Talking Metal, go to the show notes, and there's a picture of us all hanging out. You know, So uh, definitely check out shit like that on TalkingMetal.com. Give us the hits that we deserve. Absolutely. A lot of cool stuff on the website. If you're an iTunes user, that is totally cool. But just click on over to TalkingMetal.com. Check out our news section. Once again, that is news basically about what Talking Metal is up to and some of the bands that we've been hanging with. Some cool stuff coming up. Paul Stanley will be at the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp in New York this coming, I think it's August or September. So I will, of course, be at that, and we will be providing another round of Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp coverage. So I think Scott Ian might be coming, too, so it should be pretty cool. Excellent, excellent. That's exciting stuff. We are still waiting for Chinese democracy. I'm betting it's coming any day now. Any day we'll get an announcement is my sincere, sincere, honest guess on this. An announcement is coming, maybe. Did you hear that uh, some radio station apparently may be playing a real studio cut of Better? Uh, I did hear that, but I don't think I believe it, um, and I'll tell you why. Because if they, I mean, the, the rationale on some of these message boards was that if it it was sort of close to Mexico and that maybe they were playing it to promote the Mexico shows, which it doesn't really sound like those shows needed any promotion because they're sold out. Uh, and having said that, I, I just I just don't buy it. I just uh, and Yarmo removed a bunch of posts on the Here Today Gone to Hell forum. Uh, which means, about regarding that, which in my book means it's either completely false and it's an unauthorized version of the song, or it is, uh, you know, a, a big announcement is coming and, and, you know, they didn't want it broken on the message boards. But I, I would say that it's most likely an unauthorized uh, version of it. Some uh, chaos going on over there. What's, ha- what's happening? You- you never know what's going on at the circus bar. It looks like it's some type of a drinking game where people are slamming stuff down. And I looked over at Gina. There's a new thing going on here today. We've got two bartenders 
hot girls, and they're wearing cowboy hats. Must be a new thing here at Circus, cowboy hats. There's a big dude with a lot of muscles and tattoos yelling at the end of the bar, which just threw me off for a second there. I, I suddenly was making sure I had a clear path to the door. You never know what's going to happen here in Hell's Kitchen, New York City, 9th Avenue. Yeah, let me tell you this. If you go out that fire exit where it says stop, but then there's also a sign that says backyard patio now open, just be aware that there is no way out of there. And it's like all cement, so don't run that way. So Unless you're Spider-Man, you don't want to go out that way. This must be a sign because November rain currently just came on the uh, jukebox here. Must be a sign that Chinese democracy is coming this November. Yeah, absolutely. It could be. That might be a sign from Axel via this jukebox. You never know. But anyways, I was going to say one. Oh, the entertainment level on the message boards is high. We have arguments between Drop D and Ollie, which I don't know. I feel like Ollie is... He's a tough guy, man, to argue with. Whoa. Uh, yeah, he's a tough guy to argue with because, uh, you know, he's got his facts. He's got his facts down cold. And also, uh, Nick from Invasion seemed to be arguing with one of the former Invasion members, which was, uh, you know, I don't know if it's the right place for it on the forums, although I did enjoy reading the thread. Yeah, I have, you know, have always liked Nick, and uh, he's a good dude, you know? Just want to say, Nick from Invasion, X Invasion, cool guy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, so we're gonna wrap it up here with one more song. How about a little Manson, the new Manson? Yeah, let's hear a little bit of that Manson. This song is called Heart Shaped Glasses. See ya.
Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.